What's up, y'all? It's your boy. Watch this. Give me a beat. You're listening to the Afro Beats podcast. Garden table content inspired by culture and soul. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Chris back at it again with another episode of the Afro Beats podcast. The podcast where we interview dope guests of the African diaspora to share their perspective on culture and soul through the lens of food and plants. Today's special guest in the building, we have a plantrepreneur, horde, a culturalist, garden coach, and host of Black in the Garden podcast, Cola B. Welcome to the show. What's up? How are thou? How's it going? Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I am very excited. Welcome back from the grid. <laughs> yes, I I was I was off the grid. I was just telling them last episode when we were just reviewing, you know, last year. I'm I'm so glad to be back and you know to meet new faces and have new voices on this podcast. I'm I'm really glad you you know reached out to me on Instagram. My first thought when I saw your page and everything you're doing, I was like, man, why did we link up sooner? Like, how did we go through all of 2019 and not even link up? I can answer that if that's your first question for me. Oh, I mean, if you got an answer, I want to hear it. I do have an answer. <laughs> I just, I was literally on a whole hiatus between like April 2019 and November 2019. Uh, I only came to Instagram because I started my podcast and I was like, oh, you started a podcast. Now people should listen. So, <laughs> so that was <laughs> And so I found your podcast when I was doing a little bit of, what do they call it, market research? Like, hey, who else is sure. out here? Uh, test the waters out, see who else is doing something similar. And I was like, okay, Afro Beach, I see you over <laughs> So, uh, of course, I, had, I was excited. I'm like, because, you know, I'm at the intersection of horticulture and black culture. Sure. And that's my whole thing. So I was like, okay, where are the other black people at that are out here? talking it and so I was very excited to come across your podcast and excited to hear it and like it I like it it's great yeah I feel like we have like similar vibes so I I think this is a match made in heaven for real um so even before the podcast though I know you didn't get it to Instagram and all that till once you start the podcast give us your like origin story I love a good like superhero like origin story so Take us back to the beginning. How did you even get into the the growing space? How did you get to, you know, the host of being, you know, the host of this amazing podcast? Oh, well, thank you for all the compliments. I cannot accept enough of those. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So, um, well, just to be clear, I was definitely on social media before. Like, I have been using social media actually since way back on MySpace, like 2006. Oh, you um, OG then. OG, triple OG, okay. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and using Instagram as well, since, like, I go back to, like, my, um, when I, I was, I had some pictures from when I was pregnant with my daughter, Isis, and she's, like, seven. So, something like that. Okay, about seven years on Instagram, right? And so, I come back to Instagram after my little hiatus, but that's not the question that you asked me. The question you asked me was my origin story. And that's why I have my notes, because I get long-winded, so bear with me. But my origin story is, like, uh, as far as gardening goes, it was, like, back in 2016, about four years ago, right? So I knew that there was 
something I saw on Facebook about making more intentional choices uh, as a consumer. And I was like, okay, I felt, what, what's the word they use in church? I felt convicted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt convicted. Oh, I could grow my own food. I could like buy more used things and buy local and stuff like that. But the growing my own food is what really stood out to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I guess I'm gonna try that. But there was a lot of hesitation because I had no idea. This was not something that I had ever seen practiced in real life. I was plant line, okay? Um, my mom had kept some plants, I guess, and, and she had, you know, grown peppers and stuff. And she tells me, she's told me about gardens that she used to keep before I could like really remember. But like I said, I don't remember. Like she know I don't remember. So um, as far as my own growing experience goes, I, I knew I needed to grow food. And, and so I went to wherever I went and I got like a a flat of tomato, not tomato, not tomato. It was either cucumber or watermelon. And um, total novice had no idea. So I was like, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna grow this. this. I got a starter plant, right? And um, I remember like putting it in the backyard. I was living in Jacksonville, Florida at the time. And I put it in the backyard and uh, pretty much forgot about that thing. And I came back <laughs> a week or so later and <laughs> it was and my feelings were hurt. So I was like, oh, OK, not not so much. And then I said, all right, fine. Um, succulents then. All right. So I really got into succulents and that kind of jumped off this whole obsession with houseplants. And when I got mm. into the houseplants, that's when I was able to develop my green thumb. Because One of the things that I learned that I ended up sharing with other people, you know, in my garden coaching is you got to have the plants where you can see them. If mm. you don't see it, you're they're in a place where you're not thinking about them. Yeah, they're going to be crispy when you come back to check on them 10 days later in the Florida heat you know what I'm saying so that, sure. that's my if, if you will I love it I love it yeah it just seems like people just kind of abandon their plants they think everything's just going to happen on its own and I keep telling people like no this is a leave, living breathing thing that you have to take care of just like anything else so that's yeah. that's really you're not going to leave that baby out <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah I, I agree with that. I love how you were saying start with the house plants first because uh, a lot of people think it's overwhelming. I remember the first thing as I was growing was like lavender and I was just trying to grow some vegetables. It just didn't work out. I had to start off simple. Um, but how did you start off simple? What were some of the like first seeds? What were some of your stories behind the first seeds that you kind of put in the ground and um, played around with? I like that you asked me about seeds. Um, I have two ways to answer that question. The first, I want to say, because I just love telling the story about how the coleus plant was the plant that really put me on. Because it is so forgiving. It is so easy to propagate. And once I figured out how to propagate, like I had this coleus plant that I probably got from Walmart. And I was like, word. Okay, so I took a piece off. I don't know how the piece got broke. But I don't and I also don't know how I knew to put it into the soil, uh, like wet soil in the front. And then I came back and I kept checking on it and I was like, whoa, OK, something's happening. And I just started experimenting with it more. And I was like, wow. OK, so out of that developed this this very 
this very strong love and loyalty to that plant. It's so diverse. It's so beautiful. It's, of course, ornamental, but I love me some coleus. Um, as far as seeds go, though, the first seeds, I don't, I don't remember enjoying planting seeds. When I first started planting seeds, I found it so tedious, and I really, I didn't love it. I had a partner at the time. Her name was Ingrid. Uh, she's Haitian, and mm-hmm. we were like, don't do a community garden plot. That, by the way, was a flop. Definitely was a flop. But we tried, though, and we had a lot of, like, obstacles and stuff. It was Florida. It was hot. It was transportation issues and, and access and things of that nature. But um, she would do all the seed starting. And that, and so I would just kind of defer to her. And then, like, she's an artist in a very free spirit. So we're in Jacksonville, and we're, we're all into this, uh, to this um, community garden. And we had started up the talks about how to start a gardening business and stuff. And um, then she's like, well, you know, they don't really appreciate my art here. So I'm moving to New York. And I'm like, yo, you just, so you gonna leave me by myself? <laughs> so. <laughs> But I'm like, I guess I got to plant these seeds now. And I figured it out. But um, I don't remember what the first seeds were that I planted. Um, I do remember the first seeds that really caught my attention, that really made me appreciate the art of sowing seeds, which are like uh, cucumber and squash. And um, it's because of how they they grow so fast and I love to see the vines come out I love to see that seedling emerge from the soil and break soil I feel like a child every single time I see a seedling come out so that that's like my first seed memory that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah I love it too I like will plant my seed in the ground and then check on it two hours later expecting something to pop out but (laughs) I'm just obsessed about it I love it um, but I'm actually curious about this this plot of land you were talking about. Can you tell us some of like the lessons that you learned from that venture, even though it didn't work out? I think it's important to you know go over that to you you know help the next generation or help someone who's trying to do the same thing in another place. What are some tips you could provide? Uh, let's see. The the biggest tip. Um, so many gems. Wow. Um, that space was actually maintained by the local extension office. And it was maintained by master gardeners. And that was where I like learned about what a master gardener even is and knew that I wanted to be one immediately. Um, and so taking the wisdom that is given to you by the elders, by those who know what they're talking about, because we just came in there like, we came in there kind of arrogant, like, yeah, we know what we're doing, we're just excited. Mm-hmm. Like we just assumed it was gonna be enough. And then, um, we weren't checking on that garden enough. We were absolutely not. And we would come back and there'd be all these weeds and we'd be like, yo, what? Like, we got to pull all these weeds and it's hot and we're sweating. We're covered in mosquito bites. So uh, maintenance is very important. Keeping up with what's going on out there. Because we had like a a drip irrigation system and um, we had, you know, we had everything that we needed. But like I said, you know, we were dealing with like, personal hardships and, and, and just things that were making it a little bit difficult for us to get there, which is another lesson, which is start as close to home as you can. Like, mm. even if the patio, just start on the patio. Cause I just, 
that was a regret that I had. Like, why did I decide to have to go down there if I knew that my access was not as reliable as I needed it to be to get down there? Sure. Um, and then the other lesson that I learned, I really thought I was such a boss. And I have this on my personal Instagram page, if I'm not mistaken, a video of this uh, bulldozer, like the thing that comes in and because what ended up happening was the, the plot got overrun with weed. And so we were instructed that we had a certain amount of time to clear it out because, you know, like I said, it was a flop. And so the, the, there was a guy who was um, across the way and he had the, this huge, you know, commercial tractor equipment situation with the thing. Is it a backhoe with the big shovel thing in the front? I don't yes. know. I think so. I haven't seen one personally. I, I'm, I'm not. My operation is never that big, but I think I know what you're talking about. So I OK. So what happened was I was like, hey, I flagged him down because I was like, I looked up and I saw him and I'm like, this is perfect. Actually, he had came over to me because he was like being nosy. And so I told him what I needed. I told him what was happening. And that was backbreaking labor to have to clear out that whole field, because I'm pretty sure by that time. Ingrid was, she had left town. And, and so I was just like, bro, like, how am I going to do this by myself? Here he come with this big backhoe. And so I had him clear it off for me. I'm thinking that I'm the shit. Like, yes, I got this done. Wait, can I cuss on you? Yeah, absolutely. I cuss all the time. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so I'm thinking that I, I'm, I'm, I got it popping. And I have him clear it off. And he's, mm-hmm. like, running the machine back and forth across the whole thing. What I did not know was happening in my noviceness, novicity, naivety, whatever the word is, was one that he was compacting. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> he was compacting the soil. And oh, so the wow. Master Gardener uh, later or she sent me an email or something and she was hot. She was like, yeah, that you shouldn't have done that. And I think she had an issue with him in the past with coming over there and like doing that kind of stuff i had no idea i was just like the weeds are gone though like why are you mad so i learned that lesson about soil compaction that was my other lesson that's incredible i i really like that you touched on like listening to the elders because a lot of the times even just getting the resources of the land are from those elders you know the oldest farmer is in their like 50s to 60s you know even later for black farmers so that's like super important it, it definitely is uh, just being able to have some wisdom to draw from. And I just, it was just one of those things where, and this, this is also part of my origin story, is this insistence to do it intuitively before I went and actually did the research on how it actually works. So that's how I was failing with those initial plants that I had that were starter plants, because I was just like, oh, you know, you just put it in the dirt and you put water on it, it's fine. I had no idea that the particular plants that I chose and the research I did later went to uh, show me that those plants don't transplant well. They should be directly sown. So I was like, oops, guess I lost. But I also didn't check on it. (laughs) So I was gonna lose inevitably. Yeah. Well, that's that's a lot you learned in such a short time. I'm glad you at least started because most people don't even do that. I had to. I just I knew it was a calling. You know, it was definitely a calling. So I'm glad that I answered the call. (laughs) Yeah, 
here we are talking about it right now. Yeah. So talk, talk about what you're growing now and what you've been growing in the past. Uh, I like how on one of your podcast episodes, you were kind of talking like, I like to call them culture crops, like collard greens and the importance of specific vegetables for our people and the heritage behind those different crops. Um, talk, talk about what you're growing right now. Right now, I am in transition uh, sure. as far as figuring out what my permanent housing situation is going to be. I am also, when I say transition, my life is literally in a reconstruction period right now as I am in the process of going through the course. So yikes, ouch, it definitely sucks. Um, so I am not in the residence where I will be growing the things. So I am mainly just having houseplants and I just have my microgreens right now and I have a few collards in the back. And as far as my uh, garden coaching clients go with it being the time of year that it is, we are gearing up with supplies and materials and we've ordered seeds and we are getting ready to like break ground with all that stuff. But to answer your question, microgreens. Microgreens, I like that, tastes amazing. God, this purple kohlrabi that I've been posting about like every single day is delicious. It is so good. And um, I want to shout out Cocoa and Seed, if I may. Yes, please do. Yes, that is where I got my cute little, um, my uh, microgreen hydroponic uh, growing system, which is so dope. Like, it's just, it's, it's this adorable system that uh, allows you to just, you know, it's like set it and forget it, but don't forget, though. <laughs> but, right. you know, with the hydroponic situation, um, I don't have to worry about watering it. It's just I just go and check on the water reserve uh, every few days just to make sure there's still water in there. And so that is mainly what's popping for me right now. And ask me again in like three months and I will have a lot more to tell you. Yeah, I'm sure. I forgot it's the wintertime sometimes I because I work at the uh, the Arboreum. Um, and mm-hmm. the and the garden and so we're always around plants and stuff but I forget like this is winter time like this is prep time you know for the, the the battle plan yeah and I'm totally familiar with crops that can be grown in mm-hmm. the winter and, um it's just like it's just not the it's not the ideal setup for me to be getting uh winter crops going on especially as I'm focusing on trying to make sure that I'm getting my personal life together and I'm doing a lot around my business and uh, the podcast kind of came out of nowhere but but not entirely but I've been doing a lot of promotional effort especially just like building an Instagram box. Can you talk a little bit about your uh, coaching practice what does that kind of look like and how do you get people to kind of transition and get comfortable with working with the land? Ooh, wow so much there's so much wow okay so the main thing the whole origin of the garden coaching process it it's to make sure that people understand how to grow their food that is the number one objective that i have that is really what got me interested in doing that at all you know hashtag entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and also my my other gardening interests that outside of edibles are arrangements like these really cute potted arrangements where I was uh 
you know, I'm a student of YouTube, okay? The University of YouTube. Is <laughs> I graduated from there, too. What class? <laughs> I'm still in school, child. Like, I'm still... <laughs> Whenever I get some time, I'm I'm up there, you know, with my notes and I'm learning. Um, you know, of course, with books as well and and all of the the learning resources that I can get my hands on. But figuring mm-hmm. um, out like how to and not just learning from YouTube, but practicing um, right. with uh, with family members. That's where it started out with practicing on, on family members and saying, hey, I, I just made this cute thing. Try this out. Um, but as far as clients go, um, definitely focusing on preschools and, um, you know, play educational institutions and things of that nature. And um, my the client that I'm most excited about is uh, this nonprofit organization in Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina, where I currently reside. And it's, check out the name. You're going to bug out when I tell you. The name of the nonprofit organization is so seeds into the middle. Like, mm. I know better if I planned it. It's actually a very beautiful story as to how that came to be. But um, it's, it's a big endeavor because there are uh, about 14 plots of land across the city where I'll be implementing community gardens in those spaces so that's that's a pretty big deal and um outside of that just you know sourcing sourcing those clients like i said in um preschools as i have a client that i'm getting ready to start working with at this daycare facility and they just want the kids to learn how to grow and i'm like i would love to teach them how to grow you know um definitely would like to make sure that I'm getting paid for it because well, I guess oh, yeah. it's a sponsorship. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of a part of my mission with the podcast. I know we didn't quite get to that question yet, but it's connected, right? So right. I want our people to understand that not only can we grow food or take care of houseplants, but as I'm doing all this research about with my interest in like figuring out how am I going to make money doing this? I love doing this. This is a passion. How can I get paid for it? Because isn't that the dream, right? And then, you know, capitalism. So we, we need to be able to feed our families and stuff. So I just want my people to understand that, especially my plant keepers, that if it's money that you need, try to figure out how you can align your, your profession or, you know, your, your business skills or whatever with growing that thing, whether it be, you know, houseplants, like we could be nursery owners, we could be horticulturists, florists, arborists. I mean, there's there's just so many ways that we can make money doing it. For me, gardening coaching is, is my end because I realize people want to know how to grow. But like me, when I first got started, not having someone there to say, hey, this is how you do it. So... I just recognize that I could be that, you know, intermediate, I don't know, the Sherpa, the coach. I kind of modeled the whole situation after a a personal trainer. And I just realized, okay, personal trainer is essentially a coach. And I just thought it was, you know, a cute title. I thought that I came up with it, but it turns out I did. And it's fine. That's not important. (laughs) (laughs) 
I said I'm gonna be a garden coach, and damn it, now I'm a garden coach. There you go. Yeah, I love that. I think that's important because, you know, there's so many different avenues that people can go in. I think when people think about plants and growing, they think about, oh, I have to be like a farmer or I have to be this or that. And there's just so many ways you can do it. Do you find that, you know, for some people that obviously we're in the space and there's a lot of people out there, Instagram that's in the space, but some people, you know, are still real reluctant to come back to the land and, you know, to really get their fingers dirty. Do you find that there are any traumas or roadblocks, especially with black people when, you know, coming back to the land and talking about plants? Absolutely. Cause you remember that time when we were involuntary gardeners. Um, right. I mean, I, I were not there, but it, it was our ancestors and that's not a memory that is too distant for us. So really that's the most obvious answer, which is that, you know, we just, there, yeah, there's environmental trauma. And, you know, I kind of got into that. I touched on that a little bit in my first episode, uh, which is Get the Switch, <laughs> where I was like, yo, I mean, perhaps you had to go and pick a, a, a limb off of a bush or whatever and get in whoop with that. And that coming, that being a plant, perhaps that could have contributed to some kind of trauma there. But I was just kind of being silly. But also halfway serious, but definitely associating that labor, that being out in the field, that, you know, discomfort. Um, and the, it was involuntary for, for the, you know, our enslaved ancestors, of course, but um, it, it was still something, well, it's, that doesn't take away from the benefits that we can get from it now yeah do you have any um say for your coaching clients or someone who's just trying to get into the gardening space and i know we just started the new year so what are some kind of i call them like plant intentions that people can set for the new year if one of their goals is to start growing this year what's an easy kind of first second third fourth step maybe okay let me make sure I understand the question. So for someone who is just starting to grow uh, in the new year, because they're like, hey, I want to be involved with plants. The first steps that they should take? Correct. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, I like I like the concept of microgreens, probably just because I'm fresh off, off flash on microgreens. And um, it's like, it's nature's fast food and you can get those seedlings going and then like four or five days you have you have results and within two weeks you can eat them so i definitely big up microgreens um but you when you say seeds do you mean edible or do you mean just any plant uh just any plant in general i, I like house plants too because I think it's important to realize that nature is also just not for us to take from, but also to enjoy beauty wise. It does so much more than us just consuming it. So what are some, you know, if they're not going to grow food, what are some like house plants you may suggest as well? The common starter plants that I like to call them are the snake because of its durability. Um, the snake plant, the pothos, vine, um, those are the main two. Those are the ones that come to mind the soonest. I also do recommend aloe because it pretty much keeps well never. And uh, 
I like to play around with propagating. Uh, so I would say, you know, um, enroll in, in the YouTube Academy. <laughs> go, go find some YouTube videos. Or like I like to say, ask Auntie Google how to propagate whatever it is. I mean, if you're already eating produce, like, okay, let me give you another good example. Um, just today, I had these organic red potatoes from Trader Joe's, right? And right. after organic, I noticed that they sprout eyes way faster than any you know, non-organic potato. So I'm like, oh, okay. And what occurred to me where I was giving thanks was for the fact that this is a potato, but it's, it's very much a live plant. It's still growing. It's like sprouting all of this life. You know what I mean? So I would recommend experimenting with that. Like when you take that avocado seed out, then figure out how you can it to get some roots or that's called rooting it, right also with like a pineapple uh get you a pineapple enjoy that pineapple but make sure that you save the top of that pineapple and propagate that thing because it's really fun it's an experiment and you already enjoyed the pineapple anyway so even if you fail at it you still got to enjoy the pineapple but you can try it again and in gardening I, I believe that there's not really failing. It's like you learn something, right? So figure out where you went wrong and try it again. But there's so many, you know, things that we bring into our house via, pro, via the produce section that we can propagate. That doesn't necessarily mean that we'll get to eat it, but to continue to watch that growth process, especially something as simple as those green onions. I don't know, we call them scallions or whatever, but mm-hmm. I always... You know, get you some green onions, chop them up in whatever you put them in. I know this is a vegan podcast because I was about to say eggs, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever if, it if is. you have it around, might as well use it. Yeah, yeah. Just the point is to save the white of the green onions because anytime I've ever bought those green onions whole with the white, the root is still attached to them. And it's still very much a live plant. And all you got to do is just put it in a little bit of water and and let the thing go. Yeah, it's really easy. You don't even need to buy the seeds. You can just need a little bit of soil, a little bit of light, and a little bit of love. That's love. That is so it. Love. Definitely. And, of course, put it in the window. You know, make sure it's getting some light. Um, Don't put it in a dark space. You know, just assess your space. See what your light conditions are. And, um... You can do it, but definitely ask Auntie Google if you're not sure. Or ask me. There <laughs> you go. Cole and B. Cole and B talking. <laughs> uh, I have one more question for you before we get into our rapid fire round. So okay. plants do more than just provide beauty for us and feed us. What Talk about a little bit of the spiritual aspect of plants, because I know for me at least, um, I care a lot more about the space around me. I care a lot more about what's going on in the world because of my relationship with plants. So what does plants mean to you in that spiritual sense? Ooh. Um, most recently, what has happened is I've been engaging with some plant magic. And that's something that I picked up from our fellow Instagrammer, uh, King Wizard. Um, his name is Wes. And he has a whole series on his page where he gets into 
the ways that you can manifest with plants. And um, I had him on the show, of course, but I had to because I needed to have him tell it in his own words. But what happens is you set your intention and you write it down on a piece of paper and then you can plant the seed and you can put that intention in that soil and water it and watch it grow and you'll have your intention grow with that. And, you know, just basically it's kind of like, it's low key like making a wish, like you know when you throw <laughs> when you throw the uh, the penny into the fountain. But yeah. it's it, it's deeper than that. You know what I mean? It's like you if for those who are listening who are into setting intentions, because I know that's not everybody's jam, but mm-hmm. it's been very powerful in my life and in a way where that is spirituality for me. So setting intentions with plants. Um, you can, you know, you can repot your plants and when you're repotting your plant, um, put some soil in the bottom, put your intention in there and then put the plant in there, you know, top it off and water it and just be very mindful and very intentional of taking up care of that plant. Because, of course, you don't want to set an intention with a plant and then have that plant die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you're, you're going to be a bit more mindful and you're also, it's just, you know, all the mindfulness that comes around that. So that's one way, but also plant therapy is a pretty big deal for me. Um, just taking care of plants as kind of like self-care and getting outside of your head by being able to, to take care of a plant and to, you know, watch it grow and watch it thrive and just, Surrender to like the wonder and, and the magic of everything that is nature. You know, like there's, I guess, pagan um, cultures that like worship plants or something like that. I'm not into all of that. I'm I'm still in discovery mode. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's. It's just. It just depends on what it calls for in in the person's life that is that is wanting to practice that, but. I hope I answered your question because I'm no, I, this is- I think that was perfect. I think that's a great way to start off the year. Honestly, I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and try it and I'm going to document it and, and let you know how it goes. I definitely want to try that. That's the first time I heard that one. So thank you for oh, sharing. I'm so glad that I can share it. And uh, Wes is so dope because he, he's an energy healer. He's like a master Reiki teacher. And okay. when I spoke with him on the phone, the energy was like, he was all the way on the other side of the country. He's in Long Beach and I'm over here in South Carolina. And the first thing I said to him on the phone was, yo, like I can feel this energy coming through the phone, bro. Like what kind of kale are you eating over there? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, it was a, it was a great conversation and it comes across in that conversation. Um, the episode of setting intention, setting intentions with plants. And that's what you're getting ready to do, right? Absolutely. I'm going to document you. It's it's on record, so I got to do it now. Let me know. I'm a man, my word. Thank you so much <laughs> for uh, coming on the show. Why don't you uh, tell the people where they can find you, all your different platforms, and I'll put everything we talked about uh, in the show notes. Okay, word. Yeah, so my main uh, place of residence in the social media streets is Instagram. I am at Black in the Garden on Instagram. I am also at Black in the Garden on Twitter. Um, my websites are, they're coming along. Um, I was just joking the other day about how uh, my um, 
my domain name got gentrified. It truly mm. did. Because I bought I came back and somehow I didn't have it no more. So my website is blackinthegarden.org, but it's under construction. So you, you don't have to put that in the show notes. I'm just saying, I got my domain though. I got my domain. You you so gonna work you gonna work it out. I know you're gonna get it. Man, they taking gentrification to the internet now? Dang. Yes. Move it is. Back. I'm not even gonna bore you all with all the <laughs> details of the real thing. But Black in the Garden, um on I'm sorry, at Black in the Garden on Instagram as well as Black in the Garden on Twitter. And I also have a Facebook page, which is Black in the Garden. So I I'm trying to keep it consistent out here. All right. Y'all know where to find her. Go hit her up. Are you ready for these yeah. rapid fire questions now? That's my next question. Do it. All right. You're going to try to answer these as fast as you can. And uh, we'll see how you do. We'll see how you do. All okay. Right. First question. What is your favorite plant to grow of all time? Coley's plant, y'all. I told y'all. Easy. Coley's. I love it. It's, it's almost like uh like a graffiti like in plant form. It's just it's just art, straight up art. Okay. If you were a vegetable, what would you be and why? I'd be a sweet potato though. Sweet potato. Um, I'm sweet, right? Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm I'm from the earth, you know what I'm saying? Um mm. also like very nutritious and and um very sturdy, you know, like um I'm just I'm just out here trying to be a sweet potato. I all right, respect. Yeah. If you could grow an infinite amount of any food or plant in the world, what would it be? You know what? This is where the rapid fire slows down a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um any food I had because my thing is if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So I I told you I answered all these questions <laughs> and that, that joint got deleted. Um, I'm trying to see like if I could grow anything. You know what? Monoculture, bro. No. We don't do monoculture. So I'm, that's that's my answer, which is I would not grow just one. I can't just grow just one. I'm, I'm too diverse in my interest to grow just one. So sorry. Yeah, it's better no. for the land too, right? Exactly. So my answer to that is no monoculture. All right. I usually don't take those types of answers, but I'll let it slide this time. (laughs) Next question. Who or what is inspiring you these days? It could be in the plant field. It could be in music. It can be in anything. Who's inspiring you these days? You can do a couple. Oh, okay. This, this, I love this one. Okay. So this, the answer is hyper creative. I consider myself a hyper creative, which is an individual who is constantly thinking of something else creatively to do or get involved in, or even just if you just want to go outside and, and take some sidewalk chalk and draw uh, an eye of Horus or something like that. I don't know. But um, also, you know, creating music, just whatever it is that you're creating, creating it consistently and just a lot of it. But Hyper-creatives who are creating their own lane and creating success for themselves and really just kind of making these blueprints to show us how we too can be that. And and generally, you can tell a hyper-creative because they have a lot of projects going on. Usually, 
of diverse, you know, interests. So those are those are the people who I'm inspired by. And I can tell who they are when, when I see them. All right. I like that one. Very interesting. All right. Last question. In five words or less, what does it mean for you to be a part of the African diaspora? Always invited to the cookout. All right. Hey, I think that's all encompassing. I don't even think you have to explain that one. That is everything <laughs> I mean when I say that. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, then you're not invited probably. That's all right. <laughs> all right, y'all. We got Cola B on here. Thank you for coming on the show, and we look forward to seeing what you're doing this year. Happy New Year, and uh, I can't wait to link up again. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, have a good one. Well, that's it for today, y'all. That's it. That's that's a wrap. So go ahead and go to iTunes. You know, give me boy five stars. Throw a little comment in there. We're trying to get better each and every week. So if you're feeling your boy, go ahead and take care of that. Share this podcast with your fellow foodies and gardeners, and I'll talk to y'all next week. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And remember, keep moving to the beat of your own drum. Talk to you later, fam. Peace.